1: These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and
0: Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. And in a busy week, it's bonus scoop time. Our guy Darren Doogie Wolfson, Channel 5 Eyewitness News fame, and of course the Scoop podcast and scoop appearances with Mackie and Judd on Thursdays. And the bonus scoop, which is now... Doogie, what's going on? How are you, sir?
1: Good afternoon, Judd. Hello, Declan. This week is good as it gets for us. Oh, my God.
0: So busy. So busy. Mm -hmm. And so much fun. So let's get right to it. You had a uh, chat yesterday, and we're recording this on Tuesday. So on Monday with Gerson Rosas as the NBA draft, which the Wolves don't have a pick-in right now, approaches, but probably more importantly, free agency approaches. What can you tell us? What can you share from your uh, chat with Gerson?
1: Well, I can tell you that he doubled down, tripled down, that the trade path is the route to go to significantly improve this roster this summer. Now, I am told, I didn't talk directly with Gerson about this, but I reported late last week on Scoop Podcast episode 360 that I know that free agents Doug McDermott, Mm -hmm. George Niang, a couple good shooters, are on the Wolves' radar, but the Wolves are right up against it luxury tax-wise. They really don't have flexibility right now unless Glenn says, hey, sure, once again, because he did it when they acquired Russell, they dipped into the luxury tax. You typically don't do that when you're a fringe playoff team. You do that when you're knocking on the door of making the conference finals. I don't see Glenn approving going into the luxury tax again. So for the Wolves to sign a free agent, they would have to move some money, That's where I've heard that Jarrett Culver is attainable for a second-round pick. So, I mean, that's one guy that's out there. But those are two free agents I know that they have interest in, but uh, those guys are unrealistic. I mean, more realistically, some trade is coming, right? And, I mean, Gerson is a smart dude. He's pretty darn calculated. So when he is volunteering that information in a pretty open-ended question for me, he must think that he's far enough down the path of of something happening. Now, do I think it's Ben Simmons? No. I mean, I just I heard again the other day, Judd that that Philadelphia, there just there is an appeal with what Minnesota can offer. You know, now we see the national steam today that Toronto is heavily interested in Ben Simmons. So we floated the idea of involving Toronto as a third team, Kyle Lowry signing trade. But lo and behold, Toronto doesn't have interest in being a third team in a Minnesota Philadelphia scenario. Toronto is just dealing with Philadelphia themselves. Mm. So, just it's going to be really hard to execute a Ben Simmons trade. So, but some trade I think is coming. Like, he's raised the bar. Like, if the Wolves don't make some sort of trade to improve the front court, and he reiterated again, it's about improving the front court. Now, with Cat's flexibility, it could be a four man. Or a five-man. It's not necessarily just a power forward. It could be a center. Mm -hmm. But it's about the front court. Mm -hmm. But he keeps talking about this, the the trade avenue, that, that he's raised the bar enough where the expectation at this point is he better trade for somebody.
0: Do you get the impression he's going to move a name that surprises us at all?
1: Well, who would surprise you? I mean, Anthony Edwards isn't going anywhere. Right. Carl Anthony Towns isn't going anywhere. Yep. I would be shocked if D'Angelo Russell goes anywhere. Oh, by the way, it's not like Russell has a whole lot of value across the league. Sure. I mean, would Ricky Rubio surprise you? I don't think so. No, that
0: contract wouldn't. But I'm saying, like, would would they trade one of the younger up-and-coming players, Declan's guy, Jaden McDaniels, possibly, who obviously has huge upside right now because he could be very good. Could we see a deal like that to try and win now?
1: If you see McDaniels go, yeah. it's for a cusp star coming back. Not that McDaniels solely gets you that, but McDaniels would have to be in in a package to bring back a really good player. You're not moving Jaden McDaniels for Danilo Gallinari, right? Or you're not moving Jaden McDaniels for Kyle Kuzma. I don't think you're moving Jaden McDaniels for Laurie Markkinen or Derek Jones Jr. All guys on the Wolves' radar. Also, Gerson did tell me, I said, hey, so your social media team put out these photos. Leandro Balmaro was in town. They brought him out on Lake Minnetonka a couple weeks ago. The pictures are out there. I go, Gerson, can I read into those pictures being on social media that he's signing this summer, that he's coming this summer? He said, quote, that is fair. So, I mean, I think we've thought for a little bit here, especially the way Balmaro played the last two months for his team overseas, that it was pointing in this direction. So Gerson admitted, yeah, I mean, we can read into those photos, Bolmaro, in all likelihood, unless something you know falls apart last second, sure. Bolmaro is coming over this summer. On Anthony Edwards, he's in the gym right now. He's in town. He's able to do some stuff. There's even some hope that he can do some stuff with this open scrimmage, this free scrimmage at Target Center a week from Friday, mm-hmm. August 6th. But admittedly, they are not going to rush him. Who cares sprained, about a scrimmage on August sprained 6th ankle, right? or the Vegas Summer League? It is a sprain, yeah. Okay. It is. I mean, but he'll be fine. Bottom line is he'll be fine. Training camp, whenever they start training camp, in all likelihood, like the third week of September, somewhere in that neighborhood, in that vicinity, he'll be fine. Nas Reed, the calf issue, very precautionary. He is fine. He attempted to clear up the Hernan Gomez situation, but – it still is cloudy to me, but until I can get somebody from the Spanish Federation, which isn't easy to go on the record. And they're not happy? It's a he said, he said. The mistake was that Hernan Gomez was able to hop on the airplane and fly over to Tokyo. Yep. Speaking of social media, pictures were put out there with the Hernan Gomez brothers. It's just, it's a bad look. And to see upset, absolutely. He's upset, but Gerson swears that he never was given any sort of medical clearance. By the Wolves. That is where it's cloudy the because Spanish the Spanish Federation, Federation claims the, wolves doctor, said the no. wolves doctor said he was good. Gerson said no. We never yep. once
0: yep. gave him medical clearance. And by the way, I am team Gerson Rosas in this. <laughs> I don't want a guy who's just been injured playing summer basketball. I don't care what the stakes are when I pay him to play for me.
1: Well, and... So on background behind the scenes, yep. he may feel that way. I will tell you on the record in our conversation on Monday, he was very pro his guys playing um, in the Olympics. He is very pro Josh Kogi, for example, playing I'll for talk Team to Nigeria. This about this. We'll
0: clear this up. We'll clear this up. I'm done with international basketball. Wipe it off the map.
1: Then on the draft Thursday night, yes, he said there are scenarios right now where he could even acquire a first round pick. But, like, I don't think he's giving up Jaden McDaniels for a first-round pick. Like, I don't see the path. He claims it's out there, but I don't see that path. Now, if somebody wants to take Culver for a second-round pick, they will acquire a second-round pick. Otherwise, late Thursday, they are going to target at least one undrafted free agent. They will sign that player to a two-way. Maybe it's an exhibit 10, but they will be active even late second round, as they see the board, mm-hmm. as they see guys that they know that aren't going to be drafted, they will be in contact with agents.
0: Can you still buy the a pick? Plan,
1: you could buy a pick. Buy a second round pick? Mm-hmm. Do I think Glenn is approving that? No, I don't. Okay. Not for millions that, of dollars. Does
0: that go against your salary
1: cap, Dukes? Like it does you? not, no. Okay. No. I mean, that's just straight cash homie, right? I mean, I mean, what about guy? A-Rod? What but, about I mean, it's seven <laughs> figures, Declan. I, just, I don't right. see a scenario right. where Glenn... Coming Let off Lori the, the, the pandemic year.
0: Yeah. Like, look, Mark Laurie's got the money to write the check. <laughs> Let him make a good first
1: impression. I just I don't see Glenn cutting the check for seven figures to buy pick 52, for example.
0: All right, fair enough. Uh, so is that it on the Gerson front then before we transition to Twins, or is there anything else? Wolf-wise? Yeah, I mean,
1: I asked him about the schedule. Uh, the schedule will come out sometime after free agency. Like the league wants to see... You know, where guys end up, like, there's Kyle Lowry to New Orleans' team. Now, New Orleans is appealing anyway because of Zion. But, like, depending on what maybe New Orleans does in free agency, maybe they get a few more national television dates. So we're still a few weeks out. They do not have the schedule in-house. Like I said, do you have the schedule in-house and it just hasn't been announced? He goes, no, we we don't know. They are sifting through hiring a coach for the Iowa Wolves. You know, so we talk about player acquisition late Thursday, Mm -hmm. you know, signing a guy to a two-way or to an Exhibit 10. That's really more about the Iowa Wolves, Mm -hmm. not the Minnesota Timberwolves. They need a head coach for the Iowa Wolves. So they're in the process of that. I did ask him about morale at the office. So I reported on Scoop Podcast episode 360. There's a staff member in the front office that has a current offer, a nice offer to join another Western Conference team. This individual is still under contract with the Wolves for one more year. The Wolves, specifically Gerson, is not allowing this individual out of his contract. Mm -hmm. And you look at Zarko Durasic, longtime European scout, lives in L.A. He's based in L.A., but he is their European scout. He's been in the organization forever. The ultimate survivor. Worked for McHale way back when. Really likable guy. Like, I'm told, like, you love Zarko. The Wolves made him, I'm told, a BS offer. They thought he would take it. He said no. I hope he ends up with Calvin Booth in Denver. Calvin loves him, but he'll end up with another organization. But the Wolves made him a BS offer. Mm-hmm. I'm told that upset some people in the office just because he is so beloved. You know, then Dr. Robbie is gone. So I asked about morale, you know, and Gerson said, hey, you know, uh, I don't expect everybody to be smiling when when we're coming off, you know, with me being here two years where You know, we've been bottom of the standings. Like, there should be some people upset. He's right. You know, and he's right about that. I agree with that completely. You know, so, I mean, you know, it's not like he said they're holding hands, singing kumbaya. Like, you know, morale, it's it's interesting over there right now. Now, I I will also say that that winning cures a lot. Yes. Right? So, if come November, you know, they're playing good basketball, you know, morale will be okay. But right this second, as we sit here on July 27th, mm -hmm. Tuesday afternoon, I can just tell you, morale in that office is not tremendously high. I mean, it's it's pretty low.
0: I think there's a difference, though, between, and I'd be curious to know where this exists, where the line exists, Dukes, between a loser's morale, where, where morale is low and you stink and your franchise is a joke, and morale where, where a person comes in and says, I'm changing things here, because that's a gradual process. Um, I can guarantee you that there are probably some people, and they're, they're being cleared out in St. Paul, at the wild offices who probably don't like bill Garrett because bill Guerin's willing to do things. So like, I do think that it's important to draw the difference between is your team just a loser and your, your executives are they hacks, which we've seen before in this town, or are they trying to change things? Because I mean, if Gerson's observing this and saying, you know, we've been losing for a long time, I can't really blame them. Well, I mean, we've and already seen people it. is not a new thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Ryan Saunders people are all out. Jason Hervey, right. Brian Gates, and, and they might have been great people. Sam Newman Beck.
0: Yeah, but I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, you
1: have to go case by case. Like Newman Beck, mm-hmm. he was the Iowa Wolves coach. Look at all the guys that were in Iowa that came up here. You know, Jalen Noel and Jordan McLaughlin, yeah, Jared Vanderbilt. They all came up here and played well. I think Sam Newman Beck's a pretty good coach. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Gerson wants wants his own guys. I will also say. To me, it's pretty good when another organization looks at your front office and says, you know what, I really like that guy. Absolutely. I want that guy. Right. And you want to keep him. And, yeah, I mean, that guy's I mean, good, I right? I hope so, he got a
0: raise, but, yeah.
1: Well, no. I mean, he's under contract, so, no. I mean, that's the unfortunate thing. Yeah, well. So he's blocked. He's under contract for A-Rod, one more give year. Him a raise, a You know, I think he probably ends up, this individual ends up leaving one year from now when his contract expires. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no raise. No.
0: All right, let's keep going. Uh, deadline, MLB trade deadline, 3 p.m. Central on Friday. Uh, the Twins are obviously traded uh, Nelson Cruz last week to the Tampa Bay Rays. Obviously, there's a lot of guys being shopped. Let's get to the big fish to fry. Jose Barrios and Byron Buxton, who the report came out on Sunday, and, and you had done plenty of reporting on this yourself, that Byron Buxton turned down the Twins' latest offer, which sounds like it was 70 years, 80 million.
1: Well, yeah, well. Is that right? Uh, initially, I don't know if it was Rosenthal, somebody else, initially said $70 million. The yes. initial offer that was, was a initial. tick above that. Okay. And there was some back and forth, and the Twins went up even higher, got close to $80 million. And I was told by somebody close to Byron, I can show you the text message from Sunday if you want. That uh, I trust It's it. more the back side. I think that was the kind way, though, of saying, like, you want – our guy, you need to go way higher sure. on the guaranteed money. Sure. Yep. Like if Byron Buxton hits the open market as he's turning 29 years old, winter of 2022, even with the injury history, mm-hmm. he is going to get paid. I keep saying this. You're correct. I agree with you. Completely. All it takes is one team. Mm-hmm. One team and is willing to one, pay him a be, lot of money. I promise It's going to be more you. than one team, too. I think it'll be more than one team, too. Yeah. But do I think he gets traded by Friday, 3 o'clock? No, I think Byron Buxton is here Friday at 3.01 on Jose Barrios. I went back and forth via text this morning with somebody incredibly close to Jose. This person believes Jose is getting traded. Mm -hmm. I said, let's bet beers next time you're in town. I'll take the side of not being traded. Now, are the Twins open-minded to moving Barrios? 100%. I just know that they are asking for the moon, for the world, and I just don't know in the end if some team bites on that. Now I saw the John Morrissey report yeah. from Monday about the Dodgers and Padres that very much reeks of of a leak from from Target Field. You know, trying to well, to create that's interesting one. that dynamic because yeah. those two teams are bitter rivals. Mm-hmm. So pit those two teams against each other, create this perception you know, in each front office that, hey, your number one rival is after the best starting pitcher available, depending on whether Washington trades Max Scherzer. But you can make a case right now, uh, from what we can gather, Jose Barrios about the best starting pitcher available. You know, so I'm just telling you that uh, that Morrissey tweet, and I think he talked about it on MLB Network, that, uh, that reeks of, of coming from target field, which is fine. I just don't know if, if that huge offer comes in. Now, do they come down a little bit Friday noon, 1 o'clock, one thirty. Do they come down ever so slightly? I suppose that's possible. So I can't sit here and tell you he's going to be here Friday at 3.01. I've been saying for many weeks I think he will be, mm-hmm. and I made a beers bet that he will be. But if I end up losing the beers bet, I won't be – Overly shocked. I can tell you the Mets have been scouting the Twins. The Twins have had scouts at the Mets minor league uh, affiliates. Okay, so Dodgers and Padres listed by John. I told you many, many weeks ago, the Red Sox are a sleeper team in this, although Chris Sale is making good progress. So maybe the Red Sox don't make a trade for a starter. Maybe they look. Uh, There's some Anthony Rizzo Red
0: Sox team. but the first baseman.
1: The Red Sox are really, really good. They're really good late in games, and they come back. but. You know, Maybe they don't need to get behind early in games if they help their pitching staff. But I can just tell you, Jose Barrios has fans Mm -hmm. in the Red Sox front office. The Blue Jays have been floated for a while. So all those teams, heck, the Angels. I know the Angels, Judd. I don't think the Angels are in this, but could could they strike a move, get him now, and then they have him for next year if we think there's going to be some semblance of a of a 2022 season, so there are enough teams. Terry Ryan loves Jose Barrios. Terry Ryan is at Target Field all the time, mm-hmm. working on behalf of the Philadelphia Phillies. So there are there are a bunch of teams who really like Jose. So maybe that, that huge offer comes in. Maybe. You know, but I just, I can tell you, they are asking for so much. So if they do trade Jose Barrios, uh, the return is going to have to blow us away.
0: Who is gone for sure, do you think, by Friday? And how much is Taylor Rogers' value impacted by the fact that he left last night's game with a, I believe it was a strain of the middle finger on his pitching hand?
1: Yeah, the middle finger. Now, and there's been guys placed on the injured list before. Chris Bryan in the last year or two had to go on the IL with, did they call it a strain or a sprain? Oh, I'd
0: have to look. I thought they said strain, but they, it, it might have been. Yeah, sprain. so
1: he may need to miss some time now. Heck, <laughs> you'll love this parallel. Uh, Drew fell off his bike a couple Sundays ago, uh, hit a pothole, uh, ended up spraining two fingers. We took him to the ER that for hurts. X-rays. Oh. It was diagnosed by the ER doctor. So you can't trade him now. Fingers not broken, fingers sprained.
0: So Droogie can't be dealt.
1: He played the next day. So this was on a oh, Sunday. Was a gamer. He ended up playing that Monday, and his team was playing Hamill, and Hamill has this unbelievable one pitcher. Not their entire roster, but they have one pitcher in particular that really brings it for 10 years old. He's throwing it the like Dodgers 62, like him, 63 miles an hour, and Drew got around on him and oh, ended up okay. with two hits. A little late. He's a lefty batter and ended up shooting it over the shortstop's head, but... He got around mm-hmm. the next game. He ended up striking out a couple of times and said his fingers were really bothering yes. him. The point is he was able to play with sprained multiple fingers, not one finger, multiple fingers. Yeah. But can you pitch the next day? I, but I, can you pitch? I, yeah, I, I know. know you can, pitch. I know I'm, I'm having some so, fun with the parallel. So that might there. end his it could. trade. Well, and also we saw the Cubs season. move a pretty good lefty reliever to the Oakland A's yep. late last night. That takes the A's out of the Taylor Rogers market. And I can tell you the A's did have interest in, in Rogers. I think it's Pineda. I think somebody wants Pineda. San Diego has scouted him. I mean, all the teams we just listed on Barrios are looking for starting pitching. Sure. So you can make case for Pineda landing with one of those teams. The Reds have scouted Robles and Simmons, but the Reds are so far out of it. They lost again last night. I.
0: Why didn't they trade him Simmons I don't see in the June path to he? the Reds
1: making the playoffs?
0: Why didn't they trade the Why didn't they trade Simmons to the Reds in June? I, I don't know. understand why he's still here. I know. And now I'm not sure you can And the Reds have
1: liked him enough. I mean, the Reds had free agent interest in him last winter.
0: But you were never going to drive the value up to the point where, oh, my God, now we'll give you three. You know, he is what he is. Correct.
1: The A's are actually another team to watch on on Angelton. So I think there's a decent chance. I mean, uh, they need to be realistic about what they're going to get in return. And I'll tell you, so I was at Target Field on Friday, and right down by the Champions Club, I ran into a front office official. I gave him some grief for not texting me back in the last couple weeks. And we talked for a little bit, and he just he told me Jim Polad is not about saving money. Now, whether that's true or not, but we were face to face. We talked for three minutes, mm-hmm. claimed to me that Jim has told the front office you don't need to save money. You don't need to just give away Simmons so we can save whatever's remaining on his contract. Like if you're going to yeah, trade I just him,
0: want to trade him for prospect.
1: Get a guy back that at least has a chance. Yeah,
0: yeah, low, a low-level
1: guy. Well, but maybe even a little bit more than that. You know, maybe wow. some organizations, you know, for Pineda, can you get some organization's 20th ranked prospect? I never thought
0: of that as a salary dump. I thought that of as as a guy that didn't work out to help you win. Uh, do you think there's any chance Josh Donaldson gets moved? Because I do contend he could help a team, a contender.
1: Yeah, I would be surprised. I mean, we know that the Mets and the Brewers have checked in. You can make a case both teams can use an upgrade. When you look at the Brewers, OPS of their third baseman, some of those stats, he'd help. I just I think there's too much money. Okay. I also need to find out. I'm waiting for a text back. He's got a five-team limited no-trade clause. Is there a chance the Mets are on that? Although, put it this way, if they trade Barrios and maybe trade some other guys, Josh would be all about accepting a trade to anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they trade Jose, I think behind the scenes he's going to throw a little bit of a fit.
0: Enjoy a weed-free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds and lake muck. Yeah. Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. So Dex is very excited. National Hockey League free agency starts tomorrow morning on Wednesday. What can you tell us about the Wilds' plans and also about the possibility of Parise and Suter signing relatively quickly now that they are, uh, they've are they been jettisoned by Billy Garen? <laughs> well, I'll nicely. start
1: on the Suter front. I don't yeah. have great intel right this second on Parise, but on Suter, mm-hmm. he's going to get a four-year deal. He is. And I know one of the national guys predicted Dallas— yeah, Dallas has a lot of interest in Ryan. Las Vegas does. Now, Vegas may end up re-signing defenseman Martinez, and so maybe that changes their plans to some extent. But Vegas has inquired. Carolina, the New York Islanders, the New York Rangers. There's some confusion maybe on whether St. Louis is in or out and waiting for a text message You He seems to stay close to home. Florida trying? has interest. Yeah, he's I mean, he's going he's to, stay close he's to gonna home? take the family. I'm led to believe he's taking the family. Okay. You know, so with a four-year deal, it may not matter. I mean, you know, he's going to end up making more money in the long run, and he'd love to hoist a cup, you know, so I think he's going to look at it and say, you know, where can I potentially, you know, have the best opportunity to to win a cup? I mean, maybe it will be Dallas. I mean, that's not close, right? I mean, if you're talking close, I mean,
0: who are we talking? St. Louis, Chicago? Yeah, St. Louis, Chicago. And Dallas isn't. I mean, it's not super close, but it's also. just a jot down 35. In the Central Division. (laughs) But
1: he's going to get and four-year get to deal. play the
0: Wild multiple yeah, times. Yeah, well, and I think that, yeah, I mean, I think Ryan would enjoy that. Yeah, let's just say I think there's some bitterness that's going to yeah. linger for quite some time. The notion, Yes, was- but
1: I'm telling you, he has come to the realization yeah. that financially he is going to benefit. Sure. And that, yeah, he can have a better chance, depending on where he lands, because the Wild should be good next year, but may have a better chance to sure. win the
0: Cup. I just once thought that he, he was going to retire at some point in time and end up on... Craig Leopold's front office staff.
1: Well, and that still could happen. No, I'm not so and sure. And trust me, I mean I think there's I think there's some bitterness that Craig was on the phone call yeah. to tell him about the buyout oh. and you know, I heard that Craig was, you know, Suits, what's up? Like it was you know, the way the way Craig approached the phone call, it was it was it was very <laughs> casual. It was very, hey, what's up, dude? Look. And hey, we're buying you out. And it just yeah, I think yeah, I think Ryan was probably rubbed the wrong way by Craig's approach. On that call, but can time heal that wound? Yeah, it probably could. On the wild front, we were with Alex Galagoski on Monday at the Her Brooks Ooh, okay. Golf Tournament in Blaine at Victory Links. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's just say, I mean, there's mutual interest. Now, if he gets a two or three year offer from somewhere else, you know, maybe he has say, to contemplate
0: that. Will he take a short term deal to play? Here? Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, That's you're probably key. looking at a one year deal, but yes, he loves it here in town. Uh there's definite mutual interest. The Wild in Golagoski, Golagoski in the Wild. You know, Nick Felino's name's been out there. You know, his brother Marcus is riding him hard. I mean, to me, does it what's make sense gonna, for Nick to land he here? Yeah, want. probably does. Well, he's I mean, that's too. You know, I mean, you know, does a team like Colorado, on the cusp of winning a cup, do they offer him multiple years? Right. You know, and then yeah. does he have to make a decision? But I can tell you, his brother Marcus is riding him hard
0: to sign here like so can i see nick signing here yeah 100 okay uh vikings start training camp tomorrow first official practice what can you tell us about um the situation on the contracts for a couple of guys who have been definitely talking to the team and i think are probably the goal is to probably get some contracts done as the vikings often do during training camp
1: yeah and i think those contracts will get done by the way credit to Well, just about every agent of a third-round pick for getting the full guarantee. So that includes the three Vikings rookies. They're getting the full guarantee, the full slot value for where they went. But yeah, on Brian O'Neill, on Harrison Smith, I can tell you the agent for one of those players was in the presence of Rob Brzezinski face-to-face late last week. They had beers. And so there's been face-to-face dialogue. Yeah, I mean, I don't know which one gets done first. I think both... Do get done though, and I can't tell you if it's going to be July twenty eighth, August fifth. Be
0: substantial, you
1: know. Maybe it's the week of the opener, so maybe it's more like September seventh. Yeah,
0: but that would be a big contract. Well, yeah, I mean you're looking at.
1: Yeah, I mean the question is, is it closer to fourteen or fifteen million a year, or is it closer to eighteen million a year? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean it's going to be enormous money. Do I think they make him the highest paid right tackle in the game? Probably not, but top three, top four, yeah. I mean I think that's the sort of contract Brian O'Neill is looking at the other Vikings news that came out here on on Tuesday afternoon DD Westbrook with the ACL now his former representation isn't quite sure he's 100% he recently changed agents uh okay. which is always fascinating uh but Mike Zimmer said on Tuesday hey he'll be on the practice field on Wednesday does not really ramp up until Monday when the pads come on but DD Westbrook coming off the ACL allegedly good to go will be on the practice field Wednesday mm-hmm. Daniil Hunter good to go he will be on the practice field on Wednesday
0: Outstanding stuff, sir. We appreciate it, and we will talk to you again for a scoopage on Thursday.
1: You got it. Can I clear up one thing, too, on Gophers basketball? Oh, sure, yeah. So on Monday, Damarian Watson, good kid, uh, started his high school career at Minnehaha Academy, played last year at Totino Grace. He'll be a senior at Totino Grace this fall. So he commits to Iowa State on Monday. He took an unofficial visit. He visited with Dave Thorson, Ben Johnson, I don't know, five, six, seven weeks ago, and it's been out there that the Gophers offered. Watson their evaluation changed just if you look at the numbers if you watch the video of Damarian this summer Mm -hmm. now long term I love the kid I think he's got great two-way potential I've watched him up close in practice I've seen him in games at Totino Grace I've not watched him this month of July I'm just I'm led to believe he has struggled against good competition this month okay Uh, I think the the perception is out there that, hey, the Gophers lost another local recruit. Right. Come on, Ben. You were hired to bring in the local talent. You lost another kid. Right. The evaluation changed. Good for Iowa State. I'm happy for the kid. Mm-hmm. But this is not an instance where the Gophers are upset that Demarian is heading elsewhere. Now, if they end up missing on Braden Carrington, for example, of Park Center, yeah, I think they'll be upset. If they miss on Farrell Payne, of Park Cottage Grove, or maybe it's now just Park High School in Cottage Grove, they miss out on that kid, yeah, I think they'll be upset. If Trey Holloman picks Michigan State instead of Minnesota, will they be upset? Yeah, I think they'll probably be upset. Mm -hmm. But in the case of Damari Watson, they're not upset.
0: All right, great stuff. Dug's talk to you soon. Okay, take it easy. Bye-bye. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar